the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. He might be one of the most interesting people in the world. He is our good friend, David Riaboy. Um, you can follow him on Twitter at Dave Riaboy, D-A-V-E-R-E-A-B-O-I. Late Republic Nonsense is uh, his Substack and um, National Security Political Warfare, Claremont Institute Senior Fellow, Jazz Aficionado, uh, Power Lifter, and Bodybuilder. He could put me through a bulletproof window as a warm-up. I could probably outrun him, but he could put me through a bulletproof window as a warm-up. <laughs> David, it's been too long. How are you, my friend? I'm good. Thank you so much. That's that's very sweet of you to say. Well, I the 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 country feels just a little bit better having you back in it. You were abroad for a bit, weren't you? Um. Oh my gosh. Well, yes. I went to uh, to Budapest to speak at uh, at uh, CPAC there, which was a really great event. It was it was wonderful. It, it felt great to be um, to be in Hungary, where. You know, my my, uh, my my family is uh, is Hungarian, so I and I and Hungarian was my first language, so it was great. To I did not that know that. I did not know that. Yeah. So you know what paprikash yeah, yeah. is and Nagolni and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. It was fantastic. <laughs> okay. And then so I so I stopped in on the way back in England, and I went to see my friend Carl Benjamin, who's got an amazing podcast um, uh, at Lotus Eaters. And um, and I got COVID uh-huh. while I was there, and the Biden the Biden CDC would not let me fly back into the United States. Right, so I was stuck in the UK for seven days. You need the Liebson workaround for the next time if that should happen to you. The Liebson workaround on that. I know at least two people who have done it. Um, change your flight, reroute it to Mexico, and then just walk right over at Tijuana. Yeah, the border. Honest to God, because yes, Mexico yes. doesn't require that test from you, and we do. You know what? I thought about it, but then I, I you know, I just bought new luggage. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I mean, the rules, the rules are really good. The rules are really, really good for getting around an airport, but I don't think the, the, the I don't think it works in the desert. Oh, David, I have so much I want to talk to you. By the way, speaking of coming back yeah. from Hungary, one of the darkest things I heard in the past probably year was uh, our friend Dennis Prager talking about a trip he made to Hungary. And he said for the first time in his life, so it had been about a year ago, he said for the first time in his life, he's probably one of the most well-traveled people in the world. He's probably been to almost Mm -hmm. every country. First time in his life, coming back from Hungary, he had the feeling that he was leaving a more free country for a less free country. Is that wow. something you 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 could you could you could um, you could see someone like that saying? Uh, or you know, this was a year ago, so it might have been a little bit different then. But my God, what a thing to be having to say in the twenty first century! It is a crazy thing. I mean, look, everybody everybody I was there with, um, I think would agree that if maybe it's not leaving a more free country, um, but it definitely felt like leaving a more sane country. Ah, yeah. Okay. Um, I got, I mean, 
obviously there are things that you see when you're a tourist or you go for a conference and you show up and you see that the streets are clean and you see that there's no crime and people are confident to walk the streets at night. Um, that's a kind of big deal. Um, you know, being in a big city in the, in the United States, certainly that's, that's not often the case, especially now. Um, but, uh, the other thing is like, I mean, I got a chance to meet some young people, you know, I have family there and, and I got a chance to meet some, some 17 year olds and, and, and to talk with them about these things. And I was amazed. I mean, I, I, they, um, they're, they're following exactly what's going on in the United States through social media. They understand that the woke stuff is crazy. Um, you know, and these are not like, you know, these are not whatever right wing kids. They would never think of themselves this way, but they're sensible. You know, we talked about the trans stuff that's in the news and they were just like incredulous. Um, this and, is like, um, I, I haven't seen it yet. I've seen clips you probably have seen, too. You know this Matt Walsh documentary, What is a I, Woman? I have. It's excellent. So he goes to Africa, and he explains to these people what we're doing here. They just, it's its discombobulating. They can't conceive of it. I mean, we are becoming a country that other countries used to send aid to, it seems like, almost. At least culturally. Right. So these were, um, in this case, it was it was three very you know, high IQ, high achieving, um, 17 year olds. And they were talking about applying to colleges and they said, we're not going to waste our time with American schools because we're straight and we're white. We're from Hungary and, uh, we don't stand a chance. And we and don't, like, con- they, we knew, we know what communism is because our parents had to face it. Probably they probably, they probably, right. I mean, yeah, 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 no, it, it, exactly. And, um, and uh, and it, it was it was very re- refreshing to see, and and interestingly enough, they all kind of hated Orban. Oh, that know? is interesting. They, that is interesting. Yeah. So they weren't swallowing right. the entire uh, warp and woof of their leadership either. Okay. No, no, of course they all hated Orban. They all said, you know, one of the big one of the big issues um, was climate change and and then and I thought, okay, I'm talking to a bunch of you know whatever lefty high high school students. Yeah. And then it moved to the woke stuff, and they were pretty based. Yeah, um, they understood exactly what's going on. They understood the threat. You know, frankly, they understood the threat to white people. Mm-hmm. You know, and and the um, and the complete um, uh, you know the, the the complete assault on sanity when it comes to gender, when it comes to race, when it comes to Europe, you see, you're, that's the other thing, Europeans. You know, I suppose, you know, they've never really forgotten what it means to divide a country by race in a century in which their parents lived. You know, I, I, that, that is, that's a new experience for this country. We were reading, obviously, the, the June 6 D-Day stuff yesterday. Franklin Roosevelt talked about the racial arrogancies we were fighting in Germany. Uh, they get it in Europe. They know what racial arrogancies are there we're just beginning to commence it here and they're looking at us with their jaws on the floor i presume yes yes and and, and the other thing that my um one of my friends david azarad pointed out was that um you know every other city in every other kind of big city in the west let's say it's new york or it's london or it's los angeles or paris is almost like an ersatz version of itself 
you know, London is like Londonistan. Um, right. You know, right. demographics and crime and, 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 um, and gentrification and like, sort of like all these things have, have conspired to change the character of a city. Mm-hmm. But you go to Budapest and guess what? You get Budapest. Mm-hmm. You know, you, it's, 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 it's one of the rare cities where, you know, you have this vision of what it's going to be like. And guess what? It's like that. Is it because well, how, what do you chalk that up you. to? I, my thesis would be is they actually give a damn about their country and believe in it. That's my guess. But you were there. I don't know what 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 that what that's about. What is it? Is it pride in their own um, country, pride in their own culture? Something that we sorely and London, England has sorely given up. Um, yeah, I mean, of course, there's 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 an element of that too. And even I mean, as, as Hungarians will point out to you immediately. Um, Budapest is a cosmopolitan left-wing city, uh-huh. and and when they say it, it's like when you know Texans talk about Austin. Yes, Austin is a left-wing city, uh-huh. but but Austin is like Oklahoma compared to Berkeley. Uh huh. <laughs> that's that's good. <laughs> and, and I and I and I had that I had that experience going to Austin. You know, I mean, I was used to living in San Francisco and Washington D.C., and yeah. I get to Austin. And everyone's like, "Oh my God, it's so, it's you know full of leftists." And yeah. I'm looking around and I'm thinking, "No, <laughs> um, <laughs> you guys have no idea." <laughs> okay, Austin is the 1972 Democratic Caucus, and San Francisco and Washington D.C. is uh, Ilan Omar AOC land. Maybe that's what. <laughs> maybe that's what the difference yeah. Is. <laughs> yeah yeah okay. yeah right 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 exactly so okay. so. So when we Americans go to Budapest, we see, you know, what looks like a right-wing city, but Hungarians don't understand it exactly that way. Okay. All right. You got a little time. We didn't even get to the topic. Can I keep you around for a bit? <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Of course. No, of course. you're sorry. I, I, Me. I asked you about something off topic. Thus concludes our segment on Hungary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when we come back, Dave, I do want to talk to you about the cultural upheaval that's taking place here, particularly using our children and the odd, odd view that people um, that people seem to be accepting in the face of all Reality, common sense, and truly psychological social science. I'm Seth Liebson. He's David Riaboy. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. I'm Seth. My guest is David Riaboy of Late Republic Nonsense. Um, you can uh, go to his Substack uh, at daveriaboy.substack.com. D-A-V-E-R-E-A-B-O-I. David, I reached out to you originally wanting to talk to you about something that will lead us probably into a few other areas and directions. I have long said if there were no adult problems, we wouldn't have child problems. We have some serious adult problems and as a consequence, some serious child problems. A lot of us have been talking about the sexualization of children in our schools um, and that was something that we were kind of on the uh, not kind of we were on the side of many parents who were waking up to seeing that this kind of curriculum baloney was going on. It's worse than baloney. Um, we were shocked additionally over the past few days during um, during I guess it was Pride Week or Pride Month where we were we were exposed to the the, the scene of children, little kids tipping 
drag queens in burlesque um, in, 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 in burlesque institutions in strip clubs um, that parents were taking their children to and celebrating and laughing with the children as they put dollar bills into the bikinis of transgender, I guess, self-described drag queens. Few people like yourself uh, said uh, what should have been and needed to be said, but maybe I should say shouldn't have had to have been said in a better time. And you're getting a lot of pushback, a lot of odd pushback from the crowd that is saying, why do you have such a problem with kids being at drag shows? Uh, This is an amazing response. I've seen it all over the place. And I have I have I have nothing to respond with except to say, how about the last 50 years of of a unanimity of social and psychological science that shows what happens when you expose age-inappropriate material to children, particularly pornography. I mean, it's as if we are trying to reinvent the world from zero, as if we have learned nothing for 50 years. Anyway, I filibustered. You, t- you take no, care. No, I think you're, look, I think you're right. I think the, the correct answer to such a question is, you know, the question is, what's wrong with kids at drag shows? Is WTF, are you thinking? Yeah, yeah. And 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 it should be said with with um, with bitterness yeah. and anger and strength because I'm sorry this is not a thing we go well let me explain it to you you should know this man you know yeah. this is this is basic stuff and um, and 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 what and our our let's say our condescending to explain it to people who have a sense, who have their moral sense in complete remission, um, is, is I, I mean, I don't think it's appropriate. I think what is appropriate is, um, uh, is, is uh, I mean, these people should be ashamed of asking the question. I'm writing down that line. I love it. Moral sense is in remission. They should be ashamed. Um, the worst form of shame... Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel once said, is having none. And I I worry we might be in that place, except it's worse, because they're shaming us for pointing it out. It's worse. It's almost kind of analogous, if you will, to the notion that those who live in alternative lifestyles want us to accept their alternative lifestyles, which we are willing to do and have agreed to do through custom and behavior and law, but now they want us to endorse it. And that's a different thing. We've gone, interestingly, from acceptance to endorsement to ostracization of those who aren't on board. Um, It's an odd... Right. I don't know if it's rescuable. I mean, I just don't know Um, what you say to parents who look at you like you're the weird one. Right. No, I mean, this is... I mean... (laughs) Uh, this is why I'm pessimistic for the future of the, let's say, unified 50 United States. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm very bullish on places like Florida mm-hmm. um, and 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 other red states that uh, that have a relatively sane population. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the idea there is to retreat to places where you're not surrounded by crazy people. Um, and it and you know, I mean, once it was uh, once it was it was was kind of, you know, almost jokey. Yeah. Like, okay, you know, yeah, it's it's 
you know, I'm, I'm whatever. I'm living in Jersey, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm being surrounded by crazy people. My taxes are high, blah blah blah. At the end of the day, you know what? You put up with it because, um, you know, it's not so bad. But it's getting to the point where it's 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 a hazard to send your kids to school. It's a hazard to, uh, you know, to, to interact with people on a daily basis. And that creates, I mean, I know I have friends who live in, in kind of deep blue enclave. And I know because I, I, used, to, I used to live there myself. I lived in, D, in D.C. and in Virginia. You feel so much better when you're surrounded by people who are not crazy. Mm-hmm. Because when you are the odd man out and you're surrounded by crazy, you think it's you. I was just going to say there is that effect. Yeah. You think you're the odd one. You think you're the uh, you're the inmate. When uh, in fact, what has happened is the asylum was taken over. Right, and and this is why this is why one reason I love to live in Florida with our fantastic governor, um, who at the end of the day is doing sensible things that that receive uh, you know support by even a, you know majority of democrats um, of course these are not the activist classes who are in media and, and and in politics but these are the normal people and and it's analogous to the the, the story i told in the, in the last segment about about you know hungarians who don't like orban mm-hmm. but nevertheless <laughs> would be radical right wingers um, in the American context, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think that's where where most I think at the end of the day that's where most people in Florida are. Um, I think that's clear. Um, it's not where people are in blue states, and you know that's the reason to get up and go. Just don't come to Florida because the real estate prices are high enough. <laughs> that's all I ask. That's all I ask. Da- David, what's, know, what's the polar fault, opposite but... city in Florida? If you use San Francisco as, a, as an example of cultural rot, what's the, what would be the analogous opposite uh, polar opposite city in Florida? What could what could we use as an ex- counter ex- a counter? Example? Yeah, that's that's a good question. Jacksonville, I, maybe I, I, I don't know. Jack, Jackson- yeah, okay. I mean, I, I I don't I don't really know, but I'll tell you this this thing that happened last week. Let me take a quick is, break. Can we pick up? I'm going to keep yep. you for the hour. Is that cool? Clear your schedule. Sure, let's we have do too it. much to let's do. do right. I'm going to take a quick commercial break, and uh, we'll come back with David Reboy. We'll talk about um, more of this and something interesting. A friend of ours, Matt Peterson, wrote: Americans are divided about what men and women, the family, citizenship, and non—excuse me—and nation states are and ought to be, as well as when human life begins. If you want to admit reality, but Americans are now divided over the basic building blocks and purpose of human civilization. How do you dig out of that? We'll see. I mean, there's an election in California today. We will see. They've they've tried it before. I mean, they had the choice of getting rid of Newsom before, and they didn't. Let's see if they get someone like Schellenberger in and get rid of that DA in San Francisco. We'll see. More with David Reboy when we come right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. I'm Seth. David Riaboy is my guest. Late Republic nonsense, the title of his uh, Substack. David, you were about to tell a tell an anecdote that uh, that was kind of instructive on on where Florida is vis a vis uh, San Francisco and other places. Sure. So we just had um, the other week, and I'm forgetting the names because they're 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 uh, they're kind of interchangeable. But we had a um, we had a local 
uh, a, lo- a local state um, state house rep who was running uh, a Democrat who was thinking of running for the for the uh, for the state senate, and he walked away from the race because he's three million dollars um, uh, outspent by the Republican. Okay. And where is the district? The district is Miami Beach, Miami, wow. and Coral Gables. Wow. So, so he, there's not even going to be a Democrat on the ballot at this point. That is the uh, that um, is the polar opposite of California. You know, no, you know, Diane Feinstein yes. didn't have a Republican challenger in her last election, and uh, it's possible that Newsom may not have a Republican challenger if Schellenberger comes in. So this this is this is really the exact opposite of California. This is the exact opposite. That is so interesting to me. That is so interesting. I, I, you know, I mean, I, I, I prefer the I prefer the Florida. Yeah, no, of course. Um, scenario, yeah. Of course, but it does kind of get us to this question of look. I think the left has has tried, and the Democratic Party has has been part and parcel of this. Has tried to remove Republicans from the stage of uh, acceptable politics in America that we have we have become intermention to them every republican if there isn't uh, supportive of a white supremacist is a white supremacist if you're black you're the black face of white supremacy uh, you see this um, if 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 you if 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 you read what the democrats say if you listen closely to how they sound when they talk about terrorism uh, abroad, they use the same language and adjectives to describe um, Republicans here in America. I mean, there is this ongoing process to marginalize us beyond the realm of acceptable. I don't know how we compete, and 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 when we respond, they do what? They deprive our first of, of our First Amendment rights to to have anything to say because we're now in the category of Nazi, I suppose. Uh, I don't know how you are supposed to have regular political order when that has been done and is succeeding at the culturally elite level and is a firmly established belief pretty much within one of the two major political parties in this country, David. I couldn't agree more. And in fact, I say this all the time. And um, and, and I think um, this is what this is. This is the main um, idea behind the question: Do you know what time it is? Right, and that's what time it is. Um, we're, yeah, I mean, we're, we're you know, I mean, not to completely restate what you just said, but you nailed it. Um, you, you can't have regular political um, order in a, in a scenario like this, and um, you know where we're seen as 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 uh, as completely illegitimate. And and uh, and I'm glad you brought up how they respond to foreign affairs too, because I've long said, I mean, one of my, one of my, my quotes is that the, the, the left does not have a foreign policy. They don't have foreign enemies. They have foreigners who remind them of their domestic enemies. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm writing that down. Yeah, that's exactly and, it. And yeah, yeah. And, and, and it, um, and it makes sense. I mean, look at Putin. They don't hate Putin because Putin is Putin. They hate Putin because they've manufactured a Putin-Trump um, scenario. Right. And they hate Putin right. because they all believe that Putin swung the election to Trump. Right. Um, you know, so, of course, there will. I mean, this is this is the kind of um, ideological engine behind their support for, for Ukraine. That's a fantastic and, um, point. 
Yeah, go on. Yeah, and, and, and sort of like that's where they are. And we saw this. I mean, I, I wrote a piece to this effect in, in 2017 when, um, when, or 2018 when the, uh, when the media piled on both Israel and Saudi Arabia. And the point that I made was that, you know, Qatar was a, a kind of quote-unquote Democrat country. Saudi Arabia and UAE and Israel were quote-unquote Republican countries. Huh. And huh. that's how they treated them. And <laughs> and look, throw Hungary in the same Republican <laughs> box as well. Wow. That's so interesting. This was a short segment. I got a longer one coming up. I want to delve a little bit deep, more deeply into this because it's not as if this is just a Republican Democrat issue. It's also a Republican conservative issue. Um, this drag stuff, drag queen stuff, for example, I mean, three years ago, people like David French were saying, you guys have nothing to worry about. You're being overwrought. And we were saying, oh, David, you just don't see it. And he still doesn't. And that whole movement still doesn't. We get into that on the other side of this break a little, David? Absolutely. I'm Seth Liebson. He's Dave Realboy. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. David Realboy has been so generous with his time, I thought I'd pay him back with a little Al DiMiola playing yesterday. Uh, David, uh, you, you, you're, you're... I was just going to guess. <laughs> I was going to guess that that was Al DiMiola. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. New Jersey boy, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes, indeed. Originally. You love that stuff. You're a, you're a, you're a musician yourself amongst your other accomplishments. Uh, let me, um, David Realboy is our guest from Late Republic Nonsense. You can follow him Twitter at Dave Riaboy. Uh You can uh, follow him on Substack. David, as I was saying that we wouldn't have children problems if we didn't have adult problems, we wouldn't have problems with Democrats on the left if we didn't have Republican conservative problems. Um, I, I think that's probably fair to say. Um, I, I haven't seen such a division in our movement uh, since uh, Bush ran against Reagan in 1980. Um, or or maybe Reagan against Ford in 1976, perhaps, uh, or, or or Goldwater against you know the Rockefeller Romney machine in '64. Something really odd. Really, yeah, go ahead. Is, I mean, is this is this really division in the ranks, or is it an elite disconnect from the voters? Make me feel better and give me the better answer. Yeah, go. Ahead. No, I, th- I think I think I think it's certainly the latter. Um, I think it's certainly the latter, and um, and you know, I mean, times are changing. The, the, this stuff, this stuff is slow to. Uh, I mean, it's, it's funny. I often joke that I'm kind of black pilled in my, uh, in my in my own life, but I'm white pilled <laughs> about about the future, um, which is which is the opposite of what 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 it is for a lot of people. Right. But I do I do think that people are getting it. I I, I think that the. Um, what used to pass for, let's say, whatever corporate Rockefeller conservative um, in in most places in uh, in in America, at least in red states, is is disappearing. Okay. Um, I think we've seen the last of the, you know, Asa Hutchinsons um, who are in red states and are are, are completely, um, uh, you know, they're just they're 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 Sellouts. not. Um, yeah, they're sellouts. They're not reflective of, of where the base is. They bow to the culture. Um, they bow to the elite culture is what they do. 
Yes, yes, exactly. I mean, their 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 world is defined, and 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 their opinions and are circumscribed by what's in the Washington Post mm-hmm. and the New York Times. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, and and I think these people are are in, increasingly irrelevant now. Yes, of course, it's a it's going to be a struggle to replace them one by one. Um, but I think if we focused really hard and uh, and we did some triage and figured out, okay, where do we like where do we really need to replace them? Where are the you know, for example, I mean, Lindsey Graham is 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 a great one. Um, how do we get him out of there because he does not represent the voters of South Carolina? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then just go one by one. John Cornyn in Texas, the guy should not be there. Mm-hmm. The guy, sh- you know, maybe the guy made sense 20 years ago. Peacetime conservative, right? Is that what now? you would say, a peacetime right. Republican or conservative? Okay. Right. Well, I think it's fair to say that I like and maybe the word is adore your governor as much as you do. Um, I really do. And I think if anything, if anything, he's underrated. Uh, I have studied very closely almost everything he's been doing, saying and uh, acting upon over the last several years. And and he's kind of instructed something. I don't know if the lesson has been totally picked up or learned yet. And it's to me this, David. Look, looking for your reaction or response or, or, or disagreement, that you can take on the seemingly hard cultural issues and third rails that people tell you not to take on if you know what you're talking about and you are confident in your beliefs and you show no fear, you show no quarter of fear, and the reward will be not cancellation, not uh, impeachment, not... Uh, recall, but perhaps higher office, perhaps higher office. I mean, what he is showing with intelligence and bravery is something that we just aren't used to seeing and we were told couldn't possibly exist. He has made um, he has he has allowed the uh, actual to prove the theoretical, though. Your take. Yes. Look, I agree. Um, something that I that. Um, I noticed a couple of years ago that I think is the key to understanding Ron DeSantis, which is that um, he grew up listening to Rush Limbaugh. Uh-huh. He is one of us. Uh-huh. He reads our favorite blogs. Mm-hmm. He's not on Twitter, um, but he reads our favorite blogs. And um, and he is one of us. I mean, that's, that's, he speaks conservative as a native language, mm-hmm. in other words, mm-hmm. which, which, which is something that, you know, frankly, for the political class is, is, um, is almost unique, or it has been unique until now. And, um, and I think that's exactly what you're seeing. You know, you're seeing this common sense. You're seeing, I mean, he's, he reacts to issues the way any of us would react to issues. It's just he's got the power to change it. Yes, he does it viscerally and then intellectually. That's my sense about the way he does it. My sense is he knows something's wrong, and then he intellectually delves in to every reason why it is. That's my sense, which is, I think, you know, the proper sense. Yeah, and When you see drag queens being tipped by five-year-olds with parents cheering them on, you should have a visceral reaction, and it should be the right visceral reaction. You know, um, 
we live in a right. culture and, that and now requires be, you to figure out, you know, by methods uh, abstruse and why, why you're right. It should be visceral. Right. And, um, yeah, I mean, he reacts to this stuff the way any of us would. And, um, and he has no fear. And, um, and he doesn't care what, I mean, he, he just does not care what the media says about him. And that's, you know, that's the, the key to his success. He tells me he's never taken a poll and that he doesn't plan on it. Good. Um, in, in regards to issues and just finding out where, where he is. I mean, obviously, people, you know, he's the governor, so people are taking, uh, you know, polls of his approval rating all the time. But he's not, you know, he's not doing what Bill Clinton did in order to triangulate and right. seeing, you know, where poll, poll testing where to go on vacation. Right. Um, he he will he will just he will just do it, and um, and and I think his instincts are absolutely unerring. And what um, what he's done also is he has provided a roadmap for conservative governors. I even I even don't even like to say conservative because it's it's at this point it's kind of such a loser's moniker. Right. Um, but but he's he's provided a, ro- a roadmap <laughs> in funny. how to use um, in how to use state power to um, really to preserve the, the the state to preserve the civilization. And if you can't use state power to prevent, you know the um, the assault on every civic institution that is the building block of society. Right, right. If you say that, you know, like like David French would say, oh, you know, it's a blessing of liberty that, that yeah. they could do this. Right. Or, oh, no, the, the free speech rights of teachers in public schools. Well, you know what? They're employees. They have no free speech rights. You know, they're, they're there to do a job. The job is to um, the job is to teach children. It's the children that are paramount. And, and that's actually something that um, that's a kind of civilization-wide problem that we have, which is that, I mean, you, you kind of brought it up in, in you know, a couple segments ago about how everyone sort of now they, they demand recognition and they demand respect for whatever, you know, different lifestyle choices or identity um, decisions that they've made. You know, they, they demand recognition, and the worst thing you could do is not recognize them. Well, this, this part of the trend, I think it, it, uh, the, 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 the foundation of that is the idea that, um, that self-actualization is the most important thing. You bet. And this is what, you, this is what you're seeing. You know, you're, you're seeing teachers making TikTok videos talking about all the things, that, all the ideas that they're cramming down their students' throats as if this is all about them. Right. And, this, this is exactly and, right. Yeah. This is this is the radical feminist Marxism of 1970, where the personal is political, having become mainstream educational uh, menu items. Now, that's that's what that is. That's exactly what that right. is. Right, and it, and it's like I mean, even even if you take the radical politics out of it, you know, let's say I'm a teacher and I go in and and I say, you know what, I'm not going to teach my students history today. I'm going to tell them all about the records that I bought because this is something I care about. Yep. Well, I would be completely derelict in my mission to, I would be a really crappy employee and I should be fired because I'm not there to do that. I'm not there to to do this. And I think a lot of this comes also from, uh, from social media because this is the, 
this is the this is the the whole point of social media is to say, you know, look at me, look at this thing that I'm doing, yep. look at this thing that I care about. Yep. Yep. Well, we only scratched the surface, David, but uh, hopefully we have a little more time in the weeks and months going forward. And it's so good to be back in touch with you. I thank you for your evening. I thank you for everything you do and everything you are, sir. Thank you. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. You betcha. David Boy, dear friend. Uh, I'm Seth Leibson. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. One of the things I got from David is, you know, for all the elites and the messaging that says stay away from the cultural issues, now you understand why. They want us to stay away from the cultural issues because they don't want us to take on the cultural issues. When we do, and we do so strongly, we win. Reagan was a cultural warrior. Trump was a cultural warrior. DeSantis is a cultural warrior. When we do it, when we do it smartly and with courage, we win. Don't let them shut you up or shut you down. It's our job to shut them down with a better reason and a better argument. By the way, for those of you that um, are interested in an interesting, a remarkable investment opportunity, uh, I put in the word for why refi here. They are uh, one of the companies that allows us and uh, supports our ability to communicate and discuss these things. I love the people at Invest Y Refi. At, in, at y Refi. Their website is investyrefi.com. They have a heck of a program where they are offering a fixed no-load interest rate up to 10.25% for investors, all in a collateralized and secure portfolio. They're a due diligence approved firm that is in the business of helping people get out of debt, and you can be too. Investyrefi.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.